Welcome to the Colonial Hills Podcast, a ministry of Colonial Hills Baptist Church. I'd like to bring a few words from God's Word. And I know that uh, the back in home, we don't have a clock. And uh, so uh, the, 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 we, we keep calendar, we turn over the calendar and preach. But I'm afraid to do that. You've been supporting our ministries. And so I want to keep your smiling face. So I will not take much time. But unfortunately, I cannot see the clock from here. Uh, so anyway, uh, with little time, I'll uh, use it and uh, just uh, challenge you uh, that, uh, uh, as I often think about, uh, Pastor Phelps was uh, telling that, you know, uh, this doctor from Cleveland, Ohio, in fact, he was from Toledo, he prayed for my soul 18 months. His wife was telling, you gave a lot of trouble for in the hospital. But my husband shared the gospel and prayed for your soul. 18 months he prayed for me. When my parents ostracized from the family, I said, if an American could pray for my soul 18 months, why can't I pray for my parents? Pray for 16 years. After 16 years, both my father and mother trust the Lord Jesus Christ. One day my mother was staying with my sister next to me. And uh, she said, I need to go to church. My sister never came to church. So she brought my mother to the church, make her to sit in the back seat of that our church. That's our old building. Then uh, she was about to escape. Then my mother caught hold of her and said, sit. When my mother says sit, she really mean for that. So she sat there. It happened to be that day, uh, Dr. Phelps was preaching in my church. When we gave invitation, my sister raised the hands. She trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as her personal savior after 34 years of prayer. Next uh, Wednesday, I got a call from Trinity Baptist Church. We have Trinity Baptist Church, outskirts of Trivandrum, Pastor Babu. Pastor, you know, your sister and her son came for prayer meeting. What a wonderful way. They're still there going for the Lord. Pray for them. Are we prepared to pray and weep for the souls? People need to get saved. Are we ready to give or prepare ourselves? Somebody has to just uh, have a burden for souls. I'd like to read a verse, couple of verses from God's Word. Psalms 126, verse 5 and 6. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtlessly come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. May the Lord add more blessings. And it's wonderful that weeping and reaping, that's the title of my small message, weeping and reaping. Are we prepared to weep over the lost souls? Maybe lost children in your home. Maybe lost uh, spouses. Maybe lost uh, relatives. Maybe your friends. Maybe the neighbor. As somebody said, Jesus Christ shed his blood for our redemption. As a redeemed child of God, could you not shed some tears for somebody's salvation? Need to pray that the Lord may 
bring them to Christ. In our society, weeping is considered to uh, too emotional and low emotions. We need to be, certainly we need to be aware of shallow emotions. But some one need to think about the lost souls. They need to come to know Christ as their personal Savior and Lord. As Paul was writing to the letter, he says that he was warned them with tears day and night. I often think about my Savior's ministry in Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7. I'd like to read that verse before just I go to the message. Hebrews chapter 5, the Word of God just saying that uh, that the, the, the Christ himself in his earthly ministries. The verse says, verse 7, who in the days of flesh, when he had offered a prayers and supplication with a strong crying, talking about our Savior, is God himself. As a human strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death. What a great God we have in just shed his tears. So I, when I was studying uh, a, a biography, helped me a small biography from Dundee, Scotland, uh, Murray Mukshin. One day a young minister, as he was trying to serve the Lord, he did everything what could do but a meager result. He got his book upon this Murray Mukshin's uh, uh, biography. So he said, I'm going to just to make a visit there. As he went to that Dundee, Scotland, as he went to the church, there was an old man was coming in. He said, uh, do you know about uh, something of Murray Mukshin? I know he was very young. He died when he was 30 years old. And uh, only a few years of ministry. Uh, God just uh, uh, sent a revival. Uh, and uh, through that, uh, a long-lasting result came over there. So this was uh, touched his heart. When I was studying, that touched my heart, his biography. I always wanted to go to Dundee and visit that area. So this uh, man said, I am the sexton of the church. Uh, and then he said, could you say something about uh, Murray Mukshin? He said, yeah, we don't come in. He just invited him to church. He just came in there. Behind the pulpit, beside the pulpit, there was a vestry. He said, uh, that is where my pastor Sit there. Would you like to sit there? So this young minister went and sat there. And he said, just to my, uh, my pastor, Makshin, he put his elbow on the table. And uh, would you like to do that? This young minister took that. And uh, he said, why don't you keep your face there? Uh, then uh, this uh, young minister did so. Then said, let tears flow. That's what I see when I come to the church my pastor, praying and crying, God, save Dundee, save Scotland. Save Dundee, save Scotland. God sent in a revival, and a long-lasting revival. By the grace of God, years later, I've been able to visit that area. A tremendously God influenced that long-lasting. Somebody need to shed tears. I'm standing over here preaching today because one missionary had a great burden that this pagan Hindu on a lost way to eternal damnation, he prayed for my soul. 
given the gospel without any hesitations. He knew God of this mind, God of this world blinded my eye. It need to be opened only through the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Kept on giving the gospel and he watered with tears. I often tell our boys and uh, girls they go for summer ministries. It's not only the obligation to just give the tracts and share, but go with the burden. We need to see some souls to be saved. That's the very purpose Jesus Christ came to this world. Think about our Savior. At this morning I said, God's mighty mercy. I cannot understand the fathom of our God's love for you, even for the lost and the ruined human race, those being just sold into the slave market of sin. My God in heaven, he took the form of flesh. We called him Jesus. He lived in this world as an infant and as a little boy and a young man, and he lived over here. I often think he carefully lived his life. You know, one small mistake could just disqualify him to be my savior. But he lived every day, carefully, every moment that he might be able to go to the cross of Calvary as a blameless lamb of God in order to give his life that I might be reconciled back to eternal God. What a wonderful God we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's only in Jesus Christ can happen. Not in any other religion. Only Jesus Christ, the only one, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, you can see verse 18 and 19, we reconciled back to God by Jesus Christ. That's the phrase, by Jesus. There is no other. I always tell religion can make people religious, but Jesus Christ will make you a child of God. That only happened in Christianity. It's a relationship with Christ. As Christ was in this world, even think about him. I, I, I saw that him weeping, Three times mentioning the scripture over there. One day he was standing before a tomb of a young man who died. And this uh, sin uh, just uh, brought, he just, uh, uh, there he was just, uh, the whole crowd was just moving with uh, a kind of uh, feelings and uh, uh, because the death uh, brought and uh, he moved with compassion. He knew that he's going to do a great miracle. Uh, to raise this man up, which is rotting, which, because of a dead for four days. You know that he's going to do, but he just can see the Savior, the God of this universe, standing before that tomb and with tears. And he cried for a man. Maybe someone today without Jesus Christ, let me tell you, he died for you by shedding his blood on the cross of Calvary. He was buried and risen Savior which we celebrated last week, but let me tell you, he cries for you. You need to have a relationship with him. Then he just brought him to life. The second time I can see he crying as he was walking on the heights of Jerusalem, he looked down to Jerusalem, crying for a nation. With tears, he knew that this nation is rejecting him. He tried to just gather them as a chicks, but they rejected him completely. He just wept for that nation. Even God is weeping for every nation of this world because God's desire is that each and every one of them might be able to come to know Christ. That it's not this desire that everyone should perish, but rather have eternal life. And thirdly, as he was praying, you can see he praying for you and me as a whole world. Think about 
Gethsemane. Look at our Savior. He knew that he's going to go to the cross of Calvary. He knew that uh, that's a, a, a kind of, kind of a cruel path. No man is not going to go show mercy upon him. He knew that crucifixion will be so hard. But my Savior is not afraid of that. In that cross happened something else. Not only was he, uh, he was physically, mentally, and emotionally was tortured. No man had I can uh, pity upon him. No kindness. He is the ocean of mercy. Nobody shows mercy upon him. Rather challenged him. There, my Savior knows about that all the pain. But more than that, what happened over that was the fathom of God's love for me. The God who hates sin became my sin on the cross. That was the way that God reconciled back to God. That's only in Christianity. That's the reason Jesus Christ is the only way for heaven. There is no other possible way. Man can talk and argue for all night and day, but let me tell you, Jesus Christ himself is the only way to heaven. That's the reason we need to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That day, as he was the Gethsemane, as I, we can see that as he was tears uh, just rolled down, mingled with blood. So great was his agony. He just there prayed, Father, is that possible? Let this cup pass. But he knew that's not a possibility. He needed to go. The God who hates sin has to just lay it upon all the sin upon him, even my sin, your sin, so that you and I can have a redemption and I can have salvation. You and I can have a relationship with him. You and I can have a new, uh, uh, new, uh, new thing can happen in our life. You and I can have uh, access to heaven and we can call him Abba Father. And all those things happen when you put your trust in Jesus Christ, knowing that he cried there. Friend, this verse here says, as he go and sowing, as you know, around us, just bring it over here. Maybe as, think about uh, uh, your own home today. The word of God here thinks that they that sow in tears, sowing seed, seed, that's the word of God. That has got power, that has got life. God wants us to sow that seed. I like that passage in Luke chapter 15. Uh, there are three, three lost, speaking of one is a lost sheep. This dumb animal has gone so far, the shepherd has to go behind and reach out that. There are a lot of people around us need to hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord came all the way from heaven. We surely can take a few miles a few steps to reach with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like to just emphasize the second one. A lost sheep, then there's a lost silver. Just to bring your attention, that lost silver was lost where? In the home. In the home. She took the candlestick and broom, carefully said, until she found that coin. Here's my thought. There are children, grandchildren, spouses, brothers, sisters lost in Christian homes. Are we, 
are we praying, seeking, shedding tears, our children, our siblings, our brothers and sisters, our family ones, are they coming to know the Lord Jesus? Keep on. There are grandchildren. There are children. Sometimes they all grow with a, a kind of uh, familiarities. It's a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Sowing the seed and water with tears. God never promised to everyone who you are going to talk, all of them are going to get saved. But this word indicates there will be harvesting time. There will be a harvesting time. Joy brings. As Christ always pointing out, John chapter 4, lift up your eyes, already the fields are white. Look at Matthew chapter 9, he says that it's fasting. We pray therefore the Lord of harvest may send forth more laborers. That's what we do back in home. We need laborers to go. And they might be able to sow the seed with the preparation, come back home, water with tears. God for heaven may bring an increase and people may be might saved. We cannot save people, but we can give the gospel and water with tears. Maybe as I'm speaking, maybe someone in your family, are you like this lady, sipping carefully with a candlestick, the word of God, and reaching with the gospel? Then we can say, lost son, he was just raised in the Christian family, walked away. The father is waiting. There are people, maybe just got away from even this church and many churches, backslidden, are we seeking and praying, Lord may bring them back, repentance. Repentance, that they may come to know him and be able to walk with him. That they that sow in tears, God's promise shall reap in joy. And it's kind of travail, as Paul says, I have travailed that Christ may be born in you. It's not like people think about that easy, wishy-washy evangelism. It will mean we are dealing with souls. People need to come to know Christ. Everyone you face, either in your home or on the wayside or in your work, either they are going to heaven or they are going to go to eternity. But you know the truth. God bless you. This podcast has been a ministry of Colonial Hills Baptist Church, a church home for all people. If what you've heard has been an encouragement to you, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to connect with Colonial or find more resources, you can find us online at colonialindy.org. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope to see you next time on the Colonial Hills Podcast.